Really looking forward to talking to this guy. Of course, he does a brilliant job every day, noon to three, noon to four, depending, with uh, Juliet Huddy. He's on twice this Sunday in, in uh, right versus left. He's a New York hero, an American hero, Mr. Guardian Angels himself. And if anybody knows the subways more than me, it may only be you. And uh, Bernie and I have been talking about this all week long. And Bernie's great. Bernie's in Penn Station, so he knows what I'm going through. And I've gotten to the point in my life where I have zero sympathy for the homeless. I used to be very sympathetic. But the amount of, of strife and fear, and I'm a tough guy, not like you, that I go through every morning, especially now. I had a fight with somebody at home yesterday who said to me, I was on the subways, Curtis. Explain to people how much worse it is now than it even was two months ago. Oh, far worse. And remember, think of it from the point of view of the homeless and the emotionally disturbed persons who have been out there before, long before coronavirus spread. They were out there, but they weren't as noticeable because you had thousands and thousands of people. You had guys in suits and ties. You had women in, in, in pantsuits. You had normal working day people. So you kind of, those folks weren't, uh, they didn't look as many as they are right now. Right, and everybody was nut to butt like sardines in a can. And now all of a sudden, because there's so few working class people out there, you notice all the homeless emotionally disturbed. But think of it from their point of view. If you're forced to go to a shelter and you hear people coughing, hacking, sneezing, and your bunks are only three feet uh, away from one another, are you going to stay in that shelter knowing that it's been hit with coronavirus? So it's like you take your risks. You figure, I'll ride the trains. I'll go out into the streets. I'm not going to a shelter. And naturally, nobody forces you to go to a shelter. Nobody forces you to go to a psychiatric hospital. So what Cuomo and de Blasio are doing now it's like a shell game. It's like three-card molly. It, it, it just moved the homeless and the emotionally disturbed around. They're not really doing anything for them. And I know these people. I've known them for years. So I and the Guardian Angels, we go into the E-Train, which is the moving homeless hotel, the worst of all of them. And there are a lot of bad homeless hotel lines. And we wash the cars. We clean the homeless and emotionally disturbed. We give them food. We clean up after them. And that's the way you handle this. But government is a dollar short and a day late, and they're too busy doing their press conferences every day. These freaking press conferences, they replace the novellas and the soap operas. Enough. Get into the subways, Cuomo and de Blasio. Go to the nursing homes, which they refuse to go. Do what Putin did. Remember, he put on the hazmat suit, the respirator. Show some onions. No, no, well, I'd, rather do, I'd rather do a press conference. Curtis, how about this? How about they send the police? into the subways and institutionalize these people put them on in a nice place put up some field tents maybe on Hart island or some of the islands off the uh the, off the bronx and Long island sound rikersburg or oh, rikers rikers i leave the cell doors open so they can have a cot and they're not locked up they can walk out of the cell if they want but put them somewhere away from the the healthcare professionals and the essential workers people like sid and, uh, and the doctors and nurses that have to ride the subways because it's an emergency Put them somewhere else because they're carrying stuff as well. And they're not self-isolating and putting the public at danger. What about that? Bernie and Sid, as probably one of the few talk show hosts who's actually been locked up on Rikers Island, there are 15,000 empty cells now. You're absolutely right, Bernie and Sid. 15,000 empty cells. You don't have to lock them down like you would an inmate. And they got the hot, they got the showers, you give them three squares, you right. put clean clothes on them, and all of a sudden you start to humanize them. But what happens is people have already ostracized them, so it's Darwinian down there. So imagine a combination of two movies, Dante's Inferno and <laughs> Clockwork Orange. Oh, God. Look at yesterday, it was four o'clock, 
They yeah. had a major fight in Penn Station, the Newark guys versus the Rikers boys who had now, just been now, let Curtis, out. We know what you're talking about, but the audience doesn't. These are not the normal homeless people. These are the Rikers inmates that were released by de Blasio and other guys coming in that are preying not only on uh, the general public, but the homeless as well, if, if I'm not mistaken on that. That's right, and they're selling K2. And man, when you light up a joint, a K2, it takes you into a different stratosphere. So the Newark guys who come in on New Jersey Transit say, we're going to control this action. The Rikers boys, who have just been let out by de Blasio faster than the cops can process them in the precincts, they're fighting one another and an all-out house gang fight downstairs oh, that it. led to a stabbing. Wow. And then all of a sudden, the cops started coming out of everywhere. Oh, Other than that, the cops are out of sight, out of mind. No, I see them. I see like six of them every morning about 11 o'clock, Curtis. Literally six cops standing by the entrance to the Uptown One train. They're like assembling. They're talking. I don't know what they're doing. You know, you and I had a discussion, too, and you know that I've been very adamant about wearing masks in public. Look, if I go into a, a bank yesterday, for example, with my wife, I wore a mask. Usually she makes me wear it. I don't want to. And she says, I'm insensitive. There's a heavy person in there. They can die. Please. Enough. Uh, if I go to a supermarket, I wear the mask. I refuse to wear a mask outside. Just a couple days ago, some big gentleman, African-American, said to me, where's your mask? And I told him to mind his own business. And of course, I got yelled at for doing that. I didn't start that. He started that. Point is, you can't go outside with a mask on and then complain, and then complain that you want this thing to end. Am I right about that? Absolutely. And, you know, I haven't worn a mask, not from day one. You haven't. So people come up to me and they say, hey, where's your mask, Curtis? And I said, hey, when pretty boy Cuomo wears a mask, I'll wear a mask. This freaking guy has never worn a mask. And here he is, the little Lil Duce. That's right, you do as I say, my little pretties, or I will impose law and order on you. People need to defy him. They need to say, who the hell are you? You never, and where's your, your, right. pr- your Fredo brother? Did he ever wear a mask? No. Did you ever see Chris he, wear he, a mask? On the contrary, he walked outside without a mask when he was, quote unquote, suffering from the virus. Of course, and it's always do as I say, not as I do. And yet, and yet, Curtis and uh, Sid, who got slaughtered the last couple of days for not wearing a mask at one point? Not Mike Pence. Duce, Mike not Pence. Chris Cuomo. Mike That's Pence. right, the vice president. Nobody focuses on the golden boy, uh, Il Duce. Uh, Andrew Cuomo or Chris or whatever, or anybody that's on their side. You're right. And th- they, they demonized. Th- they killed Mike Pence, who's done yeoman's work during this whole pandemic. And they're still slaughtering him today. Now it's his wife. Right. To wear a mask, not to wear a mask. Let's get to the real issue with Cuomo. The golden boy, the golden child, the media, they're kissing his tuchus every day. He took elderly people who were diagnosed with coronavirus and force them into nursing homes. This is like lighting a match in a forest that hasn't had a rain shower in five years. Exactly. Yeah. He set off an epidemic in these nursing homes that has led to 5,000 elderly people dying in the nursing homes. I visit most of them because our callers call us up, Curtis. I haven't heard from my, my father, my mother, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, my friend, Yuck, uh, down on Crosby Boulevard. Yeah. Hey, you got to check on Yuck. And I go there, and they won't let me in. They tell me, it's none of your BIB business. We'll call the cops. We'll have you arrested. And I say to them at the nursing homes, you're afraid of Cuomo. He said he's going to investigate you. He's going to take away your license. Don't cower in fear and fold like a cheap camera. This guy is a murderer. I'm going to say it. He's got blood on his hands. He should be criminally indicted because he keeps saying, 
No, it is the job of the nursing home to take the senior citizens with coronavirus. That is insane. Before he even did that, he was a murderer because he's allowed uh, people out of jail, criminal uh, bail reform, uh, who've killed people since. So, Heath, there's a couple of examples why Andrew Cuomo, who a lot of folks are in love with these days, including my own relatives, why uh, he is a murderer and a bad guy. He's a bad guy. That's but, the bottom line. But think line. how crazy that is. I release criminals. Yeah. Who are enemies of society, but I won't let anybody go into a nursing home to find out about their loved ones. And God forbid, if you try to get your loved one out of a nursing home, it's locked down. They're a ward of the state. Well, let me ask you this. You're, you're a man of the people. Uh, you're out there with the people. I, I, like Bernie. Bernie, you've been there too, my man. And me, I remember the first time you took me out on a run. I was only in New York for a couple of months. I just got to this station. You were very kind. And I went out with you down to Livonia Avenue or I forget where it was, but it was a rough spot. And I saw the people, African-American people, folks, that came up to you and thanked you for patrolling their neighborhoods and keeping them safe. It was really very, very inspiring. You know these people. Do you think, like they did in Michigan yesterday with guns by Michigan State and East Lansing and other states around this country, do you think New Yorkers, it's a blue state, there are a bunch of, you know, white-haired morons here, but do you think there'll be a percentage of New Yorkers that eventually will openly rebel? <laughs> yeah. Eh, 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 sheep yeah. herd us. We need a sheep herder. Yeah. Lead us to the promised land. That's Cuomo. That's hey. right. Cuomo is Moses. Please lead us to the promised land. You know, New Yorkers are so feckless and weak. They don't even think about what these politicians are asking them to do. Think of it. You have an argument between Cuomo and de Blasio. It's like when your mom and dad used to argue, right? And then they want to tell you what to do. And you just heard this stupid arguments, right? That made no sense. And naturally, you looked at dad and mom. They're telling you, don't drink, don't smoke. Meantime, they're drinking, they're smoking, and knocking it back. And you say, what a fake, phony, fraudulent hypocrite. So you went out and you did your own thing. Well, no, not New Yorkers. They see Cuomo, no mask. Chris Cuomo, Fredo, no mask. What? Oh, Andrew, can I breathe? Can I exhale? Can I cop a squat? Can I actually go to the urinal? Please give me permission. It's like when you were in elementary school. You're raising your head. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Cuomo, Cuomo, please. I'm going to bust my spleen, my goiter. How, f- yeah, but there, how ridiculous There are other New Yorkers are. who uh, are not sheep. There, there's three of us right here who are not of that mindset, and there are a lot of uh, New Yorkers out there who are itching, and they're going to come out in droves in the next couple of weeks. The sheep can do what they want. They can continue to graze with a mask on their mushes, but there are, there's going to be a lot of people out there who are going to say, screw you. I'm going out. I'm reopening my business. I'm going to the beach. I'm doing whatever the hell I want to do. I, I believe that's going to happen uh, this month, this month, the month Bernie. of May, as the weather gets warmer and people get more sick of this. And they see how society is collapsing because these these mutts are slow rolling the reopening. Yeah, let, me, let me tell you something, Bernie. These New Yorkers, you look down their trousers, guys, you got cocktail onions. You talk about an itch. They got jock itch. Put the Desinex <laughs> in your jock strap because there's nothing there. You need an electron microscope to look at it. So the, the final question then becomes this. What do you think the motivation is? If you're Andrew Cuomo, right, I mean, it, there's a couple of choices here. Do you think he really is concerned and worried that more and more people will get sick and die nonsense? Do you think that he just wants to make sure, make sure that when we return, we're really safe or C, do you think he enjoys the spotlight? He loves television. He loves the fact that these idiotic females across the country are filling up his direct message box and his Instagram, and he loves seeing his mush on television every single day. A, B, or C? Sid, you know, it's about 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. 
that guy is already measuring the, the drapes. He knows that Joe Biden on his first walk, if he ever would be elected president, would get lost. <laughs> and that the Democratic Party would look to him to be their Mashiach. That's right. Andrew, he can be our Mashiach. <laughs> Remember, before coronavirus, nobody paid attention to Andrew Cuomo. They hated him. Right. Hated him. He, he was an inch away from being indicted by Preet Bharara. Nine right. of his guys, including his leg breaker, chief of staff, Pococo, are doing federal time. Right. The guy's a crook. He should have been in jail. And how much money did he make doing that thing? You know, I, I saw a figure, you know, you can go to Google and actually look up somebody and what they're worth. I know what Andrew Cuomo makes for a living. How's he worth millions and millions of dollars? Hey, investment, yeah. Sid, investment. He got wine, he, he's married to a Kennedy. Line. That's right. He's married to a Kennedy as well. Just quickly, I mean, 10 seconds. Curtis Lee, are you ever going to slow down, my bro? Listen, uh, what are you doing out there uh, feeding the homeless, cleaning the subways? You work hard at the radio station. Why don't you just go home and, uh, you know, chill out? Nah, nah, I like to brawl, too, because these thugs and thugettes, right, they give me an opportunity to hit them so hard, the mother that they don't have feels the vibrations. <laughs> Hey, an excellent, excellent appearance, bro. You're great. You really are great. Check out Curtis every single day, noon to three or noon to four some days with Juliet Huddy. And you'll be on twice on Sunday, once with Chris Hahn. Who's the second show with? Kirsch Kunstman, who I hate, I loathe, I despise. Mr. Bicycle Man, he's the Pee Wee Herman. You talk about a guy with no onions. Oh, that, hey, Bernie, hasn't he called us that guy a couple of times? The older guy, right? Huntsman. Yeah, the guy who lives uh, yeah, like downtown. Uh, he rides the bicycles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know the guy. Yeah, yes, he, but he used to be on I. Imus, uh, yes, believe it or not, yes, and he's yes. called us, yes. You are, you're great. We love you, and keep doing what you're doing. You, you remain a, an inspiration and a hero to all of us New Yorkers. Thank no you. Mosque, no, right, mask. <laughs> no mask, no mask. No mask, no mask. We need Roberto Durant to say that. No mask, no mask.